20th Century Boy, my name is Radio Mike, and this is the inside of my mind. Hello, welcome to the podcast for another week, and we're up to episode 30, but if I recall correctly, when we hit episode 25, I think I said something like this. Welcome back to the podcast, episode 25, and I guess I'm, for some reason, treating every fifth episode like it's a milestone episode, but... Eventually you can't do that because that's a milestone every five weeks, which isn't really a milestone anymore. I think by, I think 25 is the last milestone app until 50, surely. So I believe that we are not celebrating any more milestones on the show until 50, so please uh, join me in celebrating this completely ordinary non-milestone episode of the podcast. And thank you so much for joining me here. I really appreciate it. I am uh, so flat out this week and I didn't think I was but I am because basically I think uh, maybe two episodes ago I mentioned that one of the podcasts I produced Willosophy with Will Anderson was featured in the New York Times as uh, one of four Australian podcasts you need to listen to and that was awesome and it was like really cool and we all got really excited and because of that we've just started getting a lot more traction on the show in terms of guests reaching out to us to be on, um, particularly international guests, which is really cool. And it just means that every second I'm like, all right, I've got to sit down and record the podcast now. And then I get like three emails and two texts from all different people. And I'm trying to navigate and manage all this, all these guests and all these chats and studio bookings and Will's timetable and stuff like that, which I guess is my job. And it just gets really intense, but I'm really enjoying it. But other than that, it's been quiet. Other than Willosophy, that's probably been my main workload for the week. And I hope you're really good as well. Um, Lots to cover today. A lot to cover and a lot has happened. A lot has happened. So we all need to be across it. We are the radio family on this podcast and message the podcast anytime. Get in touch with the podcast anytime because you guys build the show. Uh, the listeners of the show, the radio family, you guys are responsible for building the show. I actually don't do that much work. You guys send stuff in and I build the show around what you guys say. Uh, intern Mike, our resident intern on the podcast, he was very sick last week because we left him out in the rain a few weeks ago and he got a really bad cold. Uh, we thought he was faking, but he definitely wasn't. Uh, intern Mike, welcome back. It's great to have you back in the studio. You're really rugged up. You've got a scarf on. Your mum seems to have dressed you head to toe in, uh, warm clothes. How are you, man? Are you feeling better? No, I am feeling like a little bit better. I'm still just a little bit sick and achoo! Um, but other than that, I'm okay. I actually, for a few weeks, I was doing this assignment at school, which was like a shield assignment where I had to build a shield in history class. Yeah, your shield assignment where you printed off a picture off the internet of a shield and laminated it and glued it to a piece of cardboard and then submitted it, which we all thought you were definitely going to fail because that's a fucking stupid thing to do. How'd you go with that? Yeah, no, I didn't do very well. Uh... Sort of like you said, they didn't have lamination back in the 1550s, which is when which is when the shield I printed out was set. And also, I actually thought someone would call us out on this, but apparently Vikings didn't even exist in the 1550s. V- Vikings existed from 793 AD to 1066 AD, which is like 500 years before uh, the 1550s. 
So, I guess I feel pretty stupid. Well, how'd you make that mistake? It's like you didn't even do any basic research. Did you even, like, Google nah, it? No, I just assumed that Vikings were around in the 1550s. I don't know, when I think of Vikings and, like, old stuff, like, medieval stuff, I just think, yeah, the 1550s, but, yeah, apparently there were no Vikings in, in the 1550s, and my teacher just did a big question mark on the assessment sheet, and he's like, there were no Vikings in the 1550s. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I didn't know that, but I, I don't know. I just, I feel like that's just a quick Google search away. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, now I know for next time that I Google it, but I got an F for the assignment, which means for history, I just got an F in general. And my mum ended up grounding me. And I was, again, I was just about to finish the career mode in FIFA 2007 on my PlayStation 2. And yeah, I didn't really get to finish it. And now I'm grounded and my PlayStation's confiscated and I'm not allowed to go out unless it's school or this. I'm not allowed to see friends. Not that I have any, but yeah. So not a great time for intern Mike being sick and everything like that. And yeah, I've been so sick. It's just, yeah, it's probably that I was sick that I got an F on the history or something. Well, no, it's not because you did it before you were sick. You were only sick last week. So it's definitely not to do with that. That just sounds like a really stupid excuse for you being slack and not doing a basic Google search. Uh, Siri's here. Siri is our editor, editor Mike's girlfriend. Sorry to do this to you, Siri, but could you just give us some basic information on Vikings, please? Vikings were Norsemen, or Norse people, who, from the late 8th to late 11th centuries, raided and traded from their northern European homelands across wide areas of Europe, and explored westwards to Iceland, Greenland, and Vinland. Yeah, thanks Siri, and it's great to have you back. Ed of the Mic is here as well. Sorry, Inter Mike, we're done with you. You just, you all, every time you're on this show, you disappoint me. Every time, without fail. I know, before you even open your mouth, I know I'm going to be disappointed by whatever oh, you say. No, 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 don't, 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 you're starting to talk. Don't, don't say anything, because I know I'm going to be disappointed. End of the mic, how have you been? How are you, you bloody lovebirds, sitting there together? Yeah, Mike, we're, yeah, yeah, we, look, we actually have some pretty big news to share with the podcast. Uh, Siri, do you want to tell them? No, you tell them. No, you tell them, I don't want to tell them. Oh my God, no, you tell them. I'm too nervous. No. Siri, you tell him. I want you to break news because I'm so I'm too excited to even say. Okay, okay, fine. Well, the big news is your girl Siri is moving into editor Mike's bachelor pad. Yeah, that's right. We are uh, we're moving in together. Siri's moving into my place. Oh, Siri, you're moving in. I mean, that's pretty quick, guys. You've only been dating for like three weeks now. Do you think it's like I don't know? Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah, no, we've talked about it a lot, and we are so excited to move in together because we're spending, you know, we're sleeping at each other's houses every night, aren't we, Siri? Bo chicka wow wow. Sleeping? More like shagging. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, to us it's just, there's no point bloody not doing it. There's really just no point bloody not doing it. So we're just, we're just biting the bullet. Siri's moving in uh, and uh, Siri gets to meet all my pets. Oh, do you have pets? Settle the mic. What what pets do you have? Yeah, well, I've got a, I've got a pet, uh, Goanna. My pet Goanna's name is Tebow. And uh, I've got my pet parrot. And my, my pet parrot's name is, uh, is Rove, actually. It's Rove. Rove? Like Rove Live Rove? Yeah, like Rove Live Rove. Like Rove, Rove, the Rove that, like, the multi-Logie award-winning comedian and TV presenter from Melbourne, Australia, who used to do a show called Rove Live, which launched the careers of several well-known comedians, including Hamish and Andy in Australia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch the show on Sunday nights all the time on Channel 10. I was so disappointed when I got cancelled. So you named your parrot Rove after Rove on TV. What about Tebow the Goanna? Where'd Tebow come from? I don't know. I just went, when I bought him, I was just like, you know, what do Tebow the Goanna? You know, it just seemed like a funny name for a Goanna to have. 
Right. You know, I'd love to bring Rove into the studio sometime because he's a parrot. He'll repeat everything we say. That might be a little bit of fun for the podcast. That's fucked out of the mic. I'd never want you to do that. Never bring your parrot Rove into the studio or I'll be really upset. Yeah, okay, Mike, no worries. I won't bring him in. Siri, what do you think? How are you going to do with goannas and parrots? Bloody hell. What do you think of goannas in general, Siri? Goanna refers to some species of the genus Veronus found in Australia and Southeast Asia. Yeah, right. And that's a typical response from you, Siri. Bloody hell. Mix it up a bit. Right, intern Mike? Yeah, m- mix, it up a- mix it up a bit, Siri. <laughs> the definition of the word virgin is being used or worked for the first time. The word virgin has two other definitions. Oh, well, that was a bit of a burn, Siri. God, intern Mike, how do you feel about that? Uh, I don't really get that, because obviously I'm not a virgin, because I'm 14. Of course I'm not a bloody virgin. Who's a virgin of 14? That's, you know, of course I'm not. Okay, intern Mike, good for you, man. Guys, we need to move on, because this is a mess. Whatever's occurring right now with Ed of the Mic, with intern Mike, it's a mess, all right? Let's continue, because... I want to talk about, sorry, I'm just thinking about Ed of the Mike's pet lizard, which is called Tebow, and I, yeah, just, anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, we, I want to talk about something that came up last week when Radio Whitey contacted the show, and basically, Radio Whitey works for a telecommunications company, I think he runs, I think he owns it himself, he runs it, and he's, he's called us up with an offer to give the podcast a 1-800 number. Which we can do for free, but it will be like a random number, like 1-800-294-621, right? Just a completely random number. Or if we pay $250, we can get a number like 1-800-GET-FUCKED, right? Let's put a bit of audio here from what Radio Whitey said out of the mic. The, the government body that runs all the numbers for that, they, they've got a fee that you've got to pay. It's like, uh, I think it's $250 that you have to pay to, to set up a number with, with a certain sequence or pattern. Um, otherwise, you know, it's sort of a random number. Um, but I mean, if you, if you want to spend $250 on it, you can. So thanks massively to Radio Whitey and his company, You Connected, for giving us this offer. Now, I put it to the radio family that we need to raise the $250 so we can get the 1-800-GET-FUCKED. Or you guys, I asked you guys to suggest numbers. And this has gone bananas. So let's do a little bit of this this week. One man, one podcast, the radio family, and one listener with a telecommunications company. $250. This is 20th Century Boys Quest for 1-800-GET-FUCKED. So the idea of this... 1-800 number is that you guys can call the number of the show and leave a voicemail which goes straight into the email for the podcast, right? So you guys just literally call the number, leave a voice message, it goes straight into the inbox and then we can use it on the show. Because I want to encourage more voices on the show. A lot of people send in writing messages. That's fine. That's completely fine. But I'd also love to get voices and we do get them from time to time. But Radio Whitey suggested this might be an easier way to get people doing it. Now, Radio Zach, who was featured on the podcast a few weeks ago, he's written in the Facebook group for the podcast, facebook.com slash group slash 20th Century Boy, and get into the group. It's a lot of fun. He said, I thought of a podcast phone number, Get Fark, which is 
G-E-T-F-U-Q sounds a bit better and easier to understand than get fuck, which is G-E-T-F-U-C. Would we prefer 1-800-GET-FUCK, F-U-C, or 1-800-GET-FUCK, F-U-Q? Then Radio Brody, take 10 mic points for this Radio Brody, he said 1-800-GET-FUCK, F-U-K, right? So we've got a lot of different opinions here, which is what we're all about in the Radio family. We just want a lot of different opinions, you know? That's how we learn and become better people. Radio Caleb, uh, he have 10 mic points. He says 1-800-SHITTEN-ME, which is 1-800-SHTNME. Uh, another good one. And then Radio Atomic Lukai has said 1-800-GTFUKD, which I actually quite like. 1-800-GTFUKD. By the way, as Radio Whitey said, there's a six-character limit, which is why we have to squeeze get fucked into some kind of weird six-character limit. Uh... Radio Dylan, welcome to the radio family and have 10 mic points for this. He says 1-800-FUCKED, just a simple one, 1-800-FUCKED works as well. Uh, So that could be good. And again, this is all up to you. We're just raising money at the moment. Once we get the money, we can pledge to do it. And Radio Harrison says uh, 1-800-GET-FKD. 1-800-GET-FKD. Actually, that's to me, that's probably the strongest one. Um, So, yeah. In terms of pledges, because we do, as a family, have to raise $250, which I thought would be pretty tricky. Now, Radio Atomic Lukai has said he's going to pledge a dollar. Thank you for that. I've actually said I'll pledge $50, so I'll set us up. I'm paying a fifth of the cost here, right? So there's $50 there. We're up to $51. And then in the group, Radio Dylan, he says, I got five bucks for this. That's $56. Radio Paris says she's going to pledge 20 real dollars to this. That brings us to $76, and Radio Harrison says he'll pledge $10, which brings us to $86. But that's not all. We also had a few correspondence pieces on the Instagram, uh, on my Instagram, from a number of people. Radio Superstar Pat says he'll pledge a dollar. That's another dollar there. As well as Radio M saying she'll pledge a dollar. And a few other people who I've probably missed. So, to be honest, I mean, I was going to say we're halfway there. We're not halfway there. But I said we'd give it a week. Let's give it a couple more weeks. If you'd like to pledge a dollar, like it's not hard to pledge a dollar, right? Just pledge a dollar, say you pledge it, and once we raise the 250, we can purchase 1-800-GET-FUCKED or whatever variation of that we end up going for. I think this is a great idea. I'm really appreciative of Radio Whitey. Maybe it's a better idea to just have it up and running, but I really want to get 1-800-GET-FUCKED. So let's see how we go, guys. Thank you to everyone who's pledged so far. I think this is going to be really cool once we finally get it. So great stuff. Okay, so moving on with the podcast this week, because as, as I said, there's a lot a lot of follow-up this week, a lot of following up from previous episodes. And uh, sorry, Editor Mike, you look like you have something to say. Yeah, Mike, we haven't done uh, the... Uh the secret sound for a while. We were doing a secret sound $6 billion cash giveaway for a while. We haven't done that for a few weeks. What's uh, what's uh, happened to that? Yeah, we haven't done that for a while. I don't know. Do people <laughs> do people still care about that? I ha- I do have an answer for it. There is an answer written down. Um, Maybe would like, if you have any, some, can you put the secret sound here out of the mic? Yeah, I'll pop it in here. So that's the secret sound. If you can guess exactly what the secret sound is, we'll give you $6 billion or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, try it out. We might reveal it in like two weeks or something. I don't know. We're pretty busy here. We forget it, but stuff goes over our heads very quickly. We're still doing that, though. If you want to guess the secret sound, feel free to guess. Last week, we did 
the second or the first, no, the second edition of a brand new segment of the show that requires a follow-up. So I think it's about time we do this. 20th Century Boys Red Carpet Catastrophe! So it's Red Carpet Catastrophe, and basically the premise of this segment is that there are some movies that are universally panned by critics. They are said to be terrible films or average films or films just not worth seeing. And I saw the Dumbo live-action remake that came out earlier this year. <clears throat> that came out earlier this year from Tim Burton, and I thought it was a fantastic film. So I decided to start this segment, Red Carpet Catastrophe, where you guys send in movies that were supposed to be really bad, but you really enjoyed them. And then I'll watch them and decide if they are or are not a Red Carpet Catastrophe. And Radio Gateway 71 wrote in last week, and he said that he watched the Angry Birds movie in his Year 12 class, uh... He illegally torrented it, and they watched it in his year 12 class, and he thought it was a laugh-a-minute masterpiece, and then I said this. Maybe, Maybe I'll watch it. it. Maybe, Maybe I'll watch, watch the Angry Birds, Birds movie this week and give a review of it. it. As, as a red carpet catastrophe follow-up. Maybe I should do that. So maybe that can be the segment. You guys suggest what you think are red carpet catastrophes and then I actually come back and report on whether I liked it or not. Yeah, I think we'll do that. So I'm sure a lot of you are wondering, Mike, did you watch the Angry Birds movie? And I can tell you the answer is yes, I did watch the Angry Birds movie. Uh, almost straight after I recorded that last week, I sat down and watched it. And here's my review on whether or whether or not... The Angry Birds movie is a red carpet catastrophe. So, first of all, Radio Gateway 71, I appreciate that you wrote in because you, like, and feel free to write in everyone else uh, your red carpet catastrophes, but you referred to this film as a laugh a minute masterpiece, and I can confirm that it is certainly not a laugh a minute masterpiece. Did I enjoy this film? It wasn't terrible. It, I, I, can, t I can say it was certainly not the shit show I expected it to be when you make a movie based on an iPhone game. Uh, it, it, I, I, I can't, the movie starts with the main bird nearly killing a baby. Um, so that was actually quite shocking to me. And uh, at, at one point in the film, a song by Imagine Dragons plays, which seemed quite out of place. Um, well, actually, no, it's that song by Imagine Dragons. I'll put it in here. I'm on top of the world, hey. It's that song that's just, it's a good song, but it's just in fucking everything now. Like, it's literally in any, any point in any kid's movie where, like, they're doing something good, they play this song. I'm on top. And it's just like, it's just an overused song. It's in so much stuff now, they must be raking in tons of money. Yeah, so at some point in the film, that, that song plays. There's a character in the film who's like a yellow bird, a yellow angry bird, and he, um... He's like, he kind of reminds me of, um, oh, I, I, I don't know, sort of like the, I think he might have the same voice actor, but he reminds me of Olaf from Frozen. Knock. Just knock. Why isn't she knocking? Do you think she knows how to knock? Like the comic relief character who's really goofy, but, but really funny at the same time. And I, I can't even, I think his name was like Chad or something. Hey, apparently somebody didn't get the memo that we like to start on time because you're about two minutes late. Don't let it happen again. Hi, my name is Chuck. I'm sorry we got off on the wrong foot. I like you a lot. I can tell. And he was really funny. He was certainly the comic relief character. 
He's a bit of a bloody crazy bird who goes around doing crazy shit. And he had a few really funny moments that I genuinely thought were funny and laughed at. Um, that being said, the majority of the rest of the film was pretty trash. I think the core storyline is that the the uh, the pigs, which and I haven't even played the app. I haven't even played the iPhone game Angry Birds. But these pigs come to the bird island and... They're pretending they've got all this cool stuff to offer, but I'm pretty sure that, yeah, they're trying to steal the Angry Birds' eggs, and they end up stealing all the Angry Birds' eggs, and then the main Angry Bird, whose name completely escapes me, I assume it's just something stupid like Angry or something like that, he goes on this quest to save the the eggs, and then at the same time there was this subplot about this, like, eagle who was like the god of the angry birds but people didn't know if he existed or not and then they find him and it turns out he's not such a big hero which seems to be a pretty common uh trope of cinema where like the the big hero figure turns out not to be the hero they thought they were anyway the movie was a piece of shit it was a five out of ten and i would never watch it again i noticed there's an angry birds movie too in cinemas at the moment which i i might potentially watch uh, I'm not I'm not sure if I'll go see it, but like actually to be honest, this movie wasn't terrible, and it was on Netflix, and it was just like 90 minutes, and I just sat there and sort of got a blanket and lounged on the couch and maybe like played a bit of Smash Bros when it got a bit boring. But yeah, is this movie a red carpet catastrophe? Oh, that's actually a quite a hard one. This movie, like. You could sit around with a bunch of mates and watch this movie and you wouldn't hate it. Like, you wouldn't love it by any means, but you certainly wouldn't hate it. So it's not a catastrophe. It's just... Well, I guess that's the whole point of the segment. Okay, it's a red carpet catastrophe. I'm sorry, this movie's shit. It's a red carpet catastrophe. It's not a laugh-a-minute masterpiece by any stretch of the word. It's it, You'd be lucky to have a laugh an hour. No, there's probably two or three laughs an hour. But the Angry Birds movie... Uh, the first review for Red Carpet Catastrophe, not a fantastic film, but Radio Gateway 71, I appreciate that you enjoyed it, and I can understand why you may have uh, enjoyed it, and I appreciate you writing in, so thank you very much. That's been another edition of Red Carpet Catastrophe on 20th Century Boy. Moving right along, because speaking of birds, and angry birds for that matter, I was a guest uh, last week on the Luke and Lewis podcast, which uh, is a great podcast by Luke and Lewis, and last week on the show I explained that this podcast is a spin-off of uh, The Luke and Lewis Show, which is... And go listen to last week if you want to know all about spin-offs. Now, on The Luke and Lewis podcast last week, it was episode seven of their podcast. I'd love for you to give it a listen. It was really funny, and I've had a lot of good responses from it, which is great. Thanks for listening to those who have already. Uh, I told a story about how I was riding my bike home from work, and I saw a swan out of water, and it was massive, which I'd never seen before. I'll cut a little bit of audio here, including what I asked you guys to do. I'm riding past the Yarra. Yeah. First time in my life, right? Tell me if you've seen this. A swan out of water. Full-bodied swan. Massive. Probably like this big. Yeah, I've seen that before. All the time. It freaked me out. Oh, you've seen that? Like around the Yarra Richmond area? Yeah. Yeah, near the tan. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. (laughs) I saw a a swan. I saw, I a, saw swan a swan. And we wrote that down. <laughs> got, oh, do you have anything for the show? And I goes, oh yeah, I've got a story about what happened while I was riding my bike. <laughs> hey guys, I saw a bird. <laughs> it was big. It was like this big. I want to know. What, I want to know, everyone. 
What's your favourite bird encounter? What's your worst bird encounter? Leave it in the comments. <laughs> Don't <laughs> email us. Leave it in your comments. <laughs> Do not email us you that. Can, you um, can email we'll me, radiomikepod at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, fine. All right. Yeah, email him. Email Mike about your bird stories. We're going to filter them. I'm going to add bird to the, our email filters. And straight spam. To the, straight to delete. Not yeah. even spam. Straight to delete. Anything yeah. with a bird in it goes straight in the bin. Now, FYI, me asking you guys to send in your bird stories to the email, great, but... I didn't really think that I'd get any. I didn't really think that this would result in anything. Um, however, I got a couple emails in that actually made me laugh a little bit. Uh, and for that reason, I think it's about time we do this. And this will become a recurring segment on the podcast. And it's called this. Chirp, chirp. It's time for Radio Mike's Bird Story. Fuck you. Fuck you so much. This is Bird Stories, the brand new recurring segment on 20th Century Boy. Send in your bird stories or any stories about any animals at any time, preferably bird stories. Head of the mic, I'm sure you've got a few bird stories with your bloody pet parrot, yeah? Oh, me and Rove have had some bloody good times, I swear. You know, if I uh, if I uh, brought him in, he'd be able to tell you all of them. But uh, you said I couldn't bring him in. Yeah, don't ever bring him in. That would be shit content. And we never want your parrot, Rove McManus, to come in. No, no, it's just Rove, not Rove McManus. Okay, whatever. Anyway, the first story comes in from Radio Marcus Norgard Weng. Radio Marcus, welcome to the Radio Family, and you can have 30 mic points for this for some reason because I'm giving away mic points, the currency of the show, to people sending in bird stories. He says, Hi, Mike. So my dad was in the backyard doing some garden work, talking about how annoying the birds eating the crops were. Right at that moment, a pigeon landed at the other end of the garden, 10 metres from my dad. My dad joked that he could probably just ding it in the head with a pebble and get rid of it. He picked up a pebble and threw it full force at the pigeon to demonstrate. The pigeon noticed nothing and got absolutely nailed in the temple with a super satisfying clonk. This is an awful story. I regret reading it. The force from the pebble knocked its head back and the pigeon kept tumbling backwards and flapping its wings in circles. After doing a good three to four tumbles, it stands up, looks at my dad for a second and falls to the ground completely dead. Poor pigeon. I I feel kind of sick reading this. I think we threw it in a trash can a short walk from our house to avoid the smell. Great. Well, thanks for that one, Radio Marcus, and send in your bird stories. And it reminds me of this story that happened in, like, year eight at school. Not unlike the year you're in at the moment, Intern Mike, but I didn't fail any of my history projects. Oh, yeah, you're a lot smarter than me, Mike. You're way smarter. You're, like, ten times smarter. Oh, probably a hundred. Probably a hundred times smarter. Um, There was this guy called Pat, and at lunchtime, he threw an apple at a bird and did quite the same thing that your dad did, Radio Marcus, and the bird died. And then he got a detention. And then the next day uh, on the school notice board, there was just a message (laughs) that said, throwing food is very dangerous. Any boys caught doing it will be given an immediate detention. (laughs) Oh, that was funny. And we never threw food again at the school. Um, The second bird story this week comes from Radio Commissar. He says, uh, welcome to the Radio Family Radio Commissar and have... 30 mic points as well for this. Hey, Radio Mike, so I've just seen the bit of the bird story on the Luke and Lewis podcast. Riding your bike does actually give the most interesting stories. Like that one time I saw some dude barbecuing in their company vehicle on an abandoned meadow. But that is neither here nor there. My bird-related story does include geese, not goose, geese. 
On the route I like to take towards France, I live in Germany near the border. There is a Riverside Cafe. That's really cool. A German listener. That's awesome, man. Good to hear from you. Thanks for writing in. International listeners, always welcome. The name roughly translates to where the geese are. Unsurprisingly, there's a small island in the middle of said river that is domicile of said geese. These geese often cross the river to sit on the bicycle lane, blocking the road for both riders and hikers. It is really important to slow down there and ride around... So he's riding his bike, by the way. He's not driving. It is really important to slow down there and ride around these animals as they tend to bite you if you just if you just try to go through them. <laughs> they even chase you. The owners even put up a sign warning people of the geese when they are in the heat. It makes them hyper-aggressive. Apparently, the restaurant also serves geese. What would make them less scary to me, but I've not checked it out so far. Hope you enjoyed that bird story. Best regard, Cosima. And he's attached two images. One of said sign that is that says Aktung Brutende Wildegunzer, which I believe would probably be German for warning wild geese or, or brutal geese or something like that. And then another photo of the geese in question. <laughs> and he, The geese bite you, but geese don't even have teeth. That's incredible. Geese are bloody biting people on their bikes. I'm going to post these two pictures in the uh, Facebook group, if that's okay, man, because I want people to see this. And for some reason, that's a new edition of our newest segment, which is the bird story segment or whatever the fuck we called it at the top. I can't believe we just did that. Um, but on to the serious stuff of this week, guys. On to the serious, serious stuff. And we've got a listener on the line. It's Radio Brody, uh, and he's written in an email that look, really caught my attention about something we've been doing on this podcast uh, that we, you know, we should not have been doing. We really should not have been doing it. And with an absolute shameful feeling in my stomach, I'd like to do this segment on the show today. Radio Mike's Rhyme Crime. Yeah, it's Rhyme Crime, a segment, a beloved segment that we've been doing on this show. And the only problem is Radio Brody has written in and, well, Radio Brody, you have an issue with this segment. What is it, mate? Well, with the recent rhyme crimes that have been going on, the most of, a few of them have had rhyme crimes where the uh, word that's been accused of being rhymed is actually a precursor to an actual rhyme. So, so wait, are you saying that some of the rhyme crimes in our segment Rhyme Crime are being reported as rhyme crimes, but they're not really rhyme crimes? Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, go on. What's your examples? So an example is in, so for just say the Avril Lavigne song, Boy, the reported rhyme crime is boy being repeated in the chorus. So it's like, he was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. Rhyme crime. Yes. Mm -hmm. But what isn't being reported is it's the words skater and later that are rhyming. He was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. So right. So you're saying that she's not actually rhyming boy with boy. She's rhyming... Skater boy with later boy. Yes. Is that your argument? That's my argument. And has this happened multiple times in rhyme crime? Yes, I, I can't think of all of them off the top of my head, but I've noticed that a few of them have just been the word in front of the rhyme crime has been rhyming. So you're questioning the integrity of the entire segment. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. It's it's just they're getting falsely accused and I can't stand for them being falsely, falsely accused when they aren't actually committing any rhyme crimes. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. We've put Avril Lavigne in rhyme jail. I think another one that someone brought up was Eminem's The Way I Am, which is... Because I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am? In the paper, the news, every day I am. <laughs> I don't know, it's just the way I am. That's the same thing, yeah? That's the same thing. It's actually 
and isn't the word being rhymed. It's the whole sentence up to it, and it's sounding the same and not really a rhyme crime. Yeah. Mate, I'm... Look... Can I just firstly apologise on behalf of the podcast, because this is a travesty that this is happening. It's not actually me who who researches the rhyme crimes. Intern Mike actually researches all the rhyme crimes, and he he puts them on my desk. So he's the one that's got to answer for this. Can I just put him on? Yeah, that's fine. All right, just give me one sec. Oh, hey, Brody. What's up? Hey, Intern Mike. I just thought you should really look at your rhyme crimes that you've been putting in, because they're not they're just not rhyme crimes. Yeah, sorry. Do you think we should just stop doing the segment entirely? Not necessarily if you find actual rhyme crimes, but until you start finding rhyme crimes, then they shouldn't really be brought up. So what about the Guy Sebastian one from last week where he rhymed next week with next week twice? That was a real one, right? Too busy to call, we'll catch up next week, and then it gets to next week, and we say maybe next week. That's a real rhyme crime, so that's obviously got to go into the rhyme jail. But okay, yeah. If, if it's okay. that... If it's not an actual rhyme crime, then they shouldn't be in rhyme jail. All right, I'm going to put Mike back on, but this is all okay. my fault. It has nothing to do with Mike. It's all my fault, specifically me. Okay. Okay. Hey, man. So, yeah, it is all his fault. So, the guy Sebastian one was okay. Yeah, that was okay. Okay. Here's what I'm going to propose. We, everyone who's been falsely accused, we immediately let out of rhyme jail. That's the first thing. Yes. The second thing is we no longer do, we no longer do rhyme crimes in which it's, it's a, like a skater boy, later boy situation. We no longer do them. Only true rhyme crimes. Yes. Only two round crimes. And the third one is, I reckon you get a bonus of 75 mic points for this bad boy. What do you reckon? Oh, yes, I totally agree with that. All right. Well, I think that's what we're going to do, but we've got to put it to the radio family to see what they reckon. But we do appreciate you writing in because this is a, you know, if, if the integrity of the entire podcast is at stake, we don't want that. So I'm really glad you've, you've called us out on it, man. Honestly, we own it. Well, intern Mike does. Yes. Okay. Well, Radio Brody, thank you for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, and I appreciate your time. No worries. I'm really glad this has been brought to justice finally. Thanks. Do we keep doing rhyme crimes? Do we have to up the uh, integrity of the rhyme crime division? You know, I want to know your thoughts. Do we just let it go? Do we let rhyme crimes go? I don't want to let it go. I like the rhyme crimes. But I, you're right. Radio Brody was right. We shouldn't be just, you know, we shouldn't be punishing uh, rhyme crimes that aren't real rhyme crimes. And I agree. There needs to be more integrity. But I'll let that decision lie with you guys, the radio family. You guys let me know how you want to handle this situation. Do I need to go to rhyme jail? Have I committed a rhyme crime by committing rhyme? Have I committed a rhyme crime by sending rhyme crimers to jail innocently? You know, falsely accused rhyme crimers. You know, it's a, I, I could get in a lot of trouble for that. And I, I, I don't really want to. So you guys let me know. Uh, very quickly, before we get on to Harry Potter and the boys for the week, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's checked out my YouTube channel where I now have a fair few videos up that I've just been making. And um, the first one's done incredible. It's nearly up to 2,000 views, which is amazing. And I didn't expect that. And I'm putting up all the podcasts there um, just as a like a video with a, with a unique art piece for each uh for each YouTube version of the podcast, there's a unique art piece which you might see on your podcast app or, you know, the Facebook group of each episode as well. For the po- There's a podcast art piece and a YouTube art piece. So go check it out. Subscribe to the channel. Um, this week, just as a plug, I'm doing a video on the brand new uh, Netflix special, Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling, which is a reboot TV special of the 90s cartoon from Nickelodeon, Rocco's Modern Life. And spoiler alert, it is really, really good and you need to watch it, uh, which may also be the title of the video. Uh, And basically, without saying too much, that video looks at the, the problems with nostalgia in a commercialized world and how nostalgia becomes conflicted 
which this TV special really, really uh, identifies these problems. And it also looks at the problem of change in life and how people deal with change in their life. So I'd love for you to check it out. It should be up by the time this podcast is up. Just type in Radio Mike on YouTube and my channel should come up and subscribe to it. I'd really love for you to check my videos out because I want to be putting at least one video out every week, whether it's a news piece or an analysis like this one. I did a re- I did an analysis of the Spider-Man PS4 game, which people seem to really like. Really would love for you to check it out and share it around with your friends. So thank you so much for that. And now, out of the mic, if you will, can we please get on to this? No worries, Mike. Here we go. Harry Potter and the Boys. A live reading by Radio Mike. You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? It is Harry Potter and the Boys, uh, which is commonly called the best segment on the show by listeners and, yeah, well, just listeners, because I guess if you're not a listener of the podcast, then you haven't heard the podcast, so you can't, yeah. Anyway, that's pretty obvious. Uh, Basically, it's my fan fiction of Harry Potter that I wrote when I was in year seven at high school. Uh, We are currently nearly halfway, or a bit over halfway through this, 25 chapters. We're in the middle of chapter 14, which is called A Sequence of Ill-Fated Measures, and I try to do a very quick recap. Basically, there's a bunch of boys, they go to Hogwarts, this is 50 years after the Deathly Hallows ended. Harry is now headmaster. Ron, Hermione, Seamus, Neville, uh, a few other students are now teachers at Hogwarts. Uh... Hogwarts has become quite a barbaric place where the teachers regularly practice torture spells on the students and teach them spells that don't seem to have anything to do with anything they need to know. There's also a new branch of dark arts called the Dark Farts. There's a teacher called Mr. Charger who basically uh, has seems to have Voldemort on his asshole, similar, in, similar to the way that Professor Quirrell in the first Harry Potter book had Voldemort on the back of his head. Anyway, I'm giving you a lot of information. A sequence of ill-fated measures is the chapter we're on. Uh, bad things are happening to the boys, the titular boys of the book, and each time a bad thing happens, a ill-fated measure comes down in the form of a note from the sky every time this other student called Harold is around. So when we're having bad feelings about Harold. Um, currently, they're at a party uh, that the teachers were having in the Great Hall, and a, a mysterious hooded man has come in and started using dark magic and attacking a lot of the teachers, and we're smack bang in the middle of that. Let's find out what happens in this section of Harry Potter and the Boys. The hooded man looked at Harry, Ron, and Seamus. He screamed at the top of his voice and ran out of the room. The boys tried to follow him, but he disappeared. They looked inside the Great Hall again. Harry Potter was kneeling over a body on the floor. Oh no, someone's died. Fuck, okay. That was my commentary, not from the book, but I'm worried about who's died. I hope it's not Ron. Uh, A dead body. It had been harshly destroyed in the explosion. And then this is Harry speaking. Why? Why, God? Why? How could you do this to me after all that I've done for you? Why did you have to take Professor Oak? (laughs) And for those who don't know, Professor Oak is one of the main characters in Pokemon. Oh, Professor Oak, where's my Pokemon? Your Pokemon? Yes, I'm ready. You look like you're ready for bed. Professor Oak is the professor who gives you your first Pokemon. He gives Ash Ketchum his first Pokemon. So apparently, without ever being mentioned at all ever in the Harry Potter universe, Professor Oak was 
in the Great Hall at this time, even though he's from a completely different work of fiction, was in the Great Hall and died in an explosion. He's never been mentioned before, he's only been mentioned at this point where he's died, and apparently Harry is very, <laughs> very, very close to Professor Oak and devastated his death. Uh, he continues. Why couldn't you take me instead? I did everything I could. I had no help from any of the other teachers. It was all me. I just couldn't save him. Harry screamed and was crying. Ironically, Harry did nothing. So in this book, Harry has become like a useless uh, member of staff who seems to have gone a bit crazy, maybe from the post-traumatic stress of the entire Voldemort situation. Um... He says he's done. He said he had no help when really he did nothing and all the other teachers defended him. Uh, up until now, here's our explanation. Up until now, Professor Oak had been the care of magical creatures teacher at Hogwarts. He was dead for good. Well, that's interesting. So Professor Oak left the Pokemon industry and went into the magic industry as a care of magical creatures teacher, which seems to make sense, actually. Um, that's cool. Phew, Michael whispered. Michael's one of the boys. So phew, Michael whispered. What? Professor Oak is dead, Rob said, astonished at Michael not being upset. So? Michael asked. <laughs> so, the book is very self-referential, which is <laughs> exemplified here. So, Michael says, so? Michael asked. His death was the first time he appeared in the book, and we haven't even had him as a teacher. Before this point, he hadn't even been mentioned. His position in the school is clearly a play on the... So, Michael is basically saying everything I just said before. <laughs> this is all written. Before this point, he hadn't even been mentioned. His position at the school is clearly a play on the fact that Professor Oak is a Pokemon professor in the Pokemon series, and in this book, he's the care of magical creatures teacher. It's actually quite clever of the author, and he should be credited on this. Professor Oak is completely unimportant to the core storyline of this book, which means that everything is going to be okay. The author probably just killed him off to add suspense. <laughs> this is just Michael literally saying everything I just said, and I guess that he is based on me. But I love how the characters mention the author. That's why he showed Harry crying before he said the name of the person who died. The reader probably assumed that a main character had died and was probably quite upset and curious about who it was. <laughs> this is great, because all of this is literally true. I think I literally just before said, oh, someone's died. <laughs> Can you cut that audio here into the mic? It literally happened like two minutes ago. Harry, Harry Potter, Potter was, was kneeling over a body on the floor. Oh no, someone's died. Uh... They probably realised that it was not a main character, and now they're probably angry and pissed off at the author after reading this follow-up paragraph that I'm saying. That's called suspense, Rob. Oh, Rob responded. He didn't really give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best paragraph that has ever appeared <laughs> in this book. That's great. Michael just completely rips to shreds all expectations of what what you could get from this book. You, like, I explained everything that he just said as a as a person reading it, and then he's gone and explained it to the characters in the book that the author should be credited on the intelligence of the link that he's made between being a Pokemon professor and a care of magical creatures teacher. The author was trying to add suspense, but now the, uh, the reader is probably pissed off. That's great. And that's the end of the chapter, actually. So we didn't get to the 10 ill-fated measures in the chapter called A Sequence of Ill-Fated Measures, um, which I guess is good because it, uh, there was also a note that said at 10 ill-fated measures, one will die. Uh, so, we, uh, so now we're up to chapter 15, which is called Hermione's Memories, which is very, very interesting. 
Uh, we're going to leave it there for now, but next week you can expect a brand new chapter called Hermione's Memories. I wonder what's going to happen. We haven't heard much from Hermione in this book, so it's going to be good to see what she's up to and what her memories are. Uh, hopefully a few about Professor Oak. Guys, <laughs> thank you so much for listening uh, this week. Uh, really appreciate it. Send any feedback, any comments, any predictions for Harry Potter and the Boys, any rhyme crimes, any or depending on where we settle with that. Any rhyme crimes, any red carpet catastrophes, still doing Pokemon Australia edition, which hasn't featured for a while, but we're always taking suggestions for Australian-themed Pokemon. We've had uh, dingoes, we've had uh, thongs, as in thongs you wear to the beach. Uh, we have had... What else have we had? I don't Fuck, I don't know. We've had a, we've had Crikeodial, which is a crocodile based on Steve Irwin, which is a great one. We have had... We've had heaps, so we're still taking suggestions for that. Send them in anytime. Uh, what else do we do? We do, like, just send anything in. Bird Stories is a now something we're apparently doing. Suggestions for the phone number for 1-800-GET-FUCKED or whatever you want it to be. Will you pledge? Send me your pledge. Uh, if you want to pledge some money, it can be anywhere between $1 and $250, basically. We're currently in the 80s or 90s, so we still need to raise a bit more. Uh, anything to radiomikepod at gmail.com. My Instagram, radio.mike. Follow internmike, intern.mike on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Radio Mike, where I do a few tweets. My YouTube, again, I'd love for you to check it out. That video will be up, including and all my other videos, including stuff on uh, the new Pokemon Sword and Shield Galarian forms. There's a Galarian form of Weezing, which is an alternate form of the Pokemon Weezing, and an evolution of Linoon uh, and Zigzagoon, which is really cool as well. I did a, a brief video on that and a bunch of other gaming and pop culture stuff there. Listen to the Luke and Lewis podcast. I was also on the Hamish and Andy podcast uh, this week or last week when you're listening to this. Uh, so check that out as well. Uh, out of the mic, Siri, thanks for being here. What are you guys up to this week? We're going sailing for the weekend. Okay, that's completely random, but maybe we'll hear more about that next week. Intern Mike, thanks. Are you heading back to school? Uh, have you been at school this week, or are you still a bit sick? Oh, no, I've been at school, and I have to go to this like thing we do called... um learning learning loving learning the loving learning class which is like a bunch of the dumb kids at school they have to go to the library after school and the headmaster sits with us and like walks us through our homework it's called loving learning so i've got to do that for two weeks and just to get my learning back on track man you gotta love learning that's awesome hey guys all i want to say is that my name has been radio mike and this podcast has pretty much i guess like when i think about it like at least 85 percent of this podcast has just been like the inside of my mind or something like that but anyway i'll let you decide i don't know goodbye have a fantastic week and i will speak to you on episode 31 ciao for now but not forever bring rove in next week out of the mic oh really but i thought you said i shouldn't bring him bring him in you said it would be bad content ha huh, that was a test you do want to bring him in we don't want him fucking hell out of the mic get your shit together Thank you.